You're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. But have you checked out the YouTube channel yet? Man, go to Live F Cubed. That's the F Cubed website, Live F Cubed. And in the upper right-hand corner, you can find a link right to the YouTube channel. I don't have enough clout. I don't have enough prestige yet to have you know my own YouTube URL that is recognizable. It's just a bunch of letters and consonants that nobody's going to remember. I don't even know it myself, so I'm certainly not going to give you that. But go to LiveFCubed, click on the YouTube link, check out the videos, subscribe. Got a lot of stuff coming out in video form, so definitely give that a look. Jim Schultz, F-Cubed Podcast. Man, thank you guys so much for checking us out. Thank you guys so much for giving me your time, your attention. You know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I say that a lot, but man, it cannot be it cannot be overstated. I just I know in this busy world that we live in, you know, there are so many demands on our on our time. And so I'm just very thankful and appreciative of your time here today. And so I'm gonna try to give you guys something of value. Uh, which I know I don't always do, but uh, but I always try to do. And so today, today we're going to talk fitness. And today I want to I want to talk training, and I want to make a proposal to you guys. And I want to make a case for. So you've got a training program, right? Like you've got a split that you follow. Like you know, Monday you do upper body, Tuesday you do lower body. You take Wednesday off, and then maybe you do upper lower, then you take the weekend off, or whatever. It doesn't matter how you split it up throughout the week. But in a given session, you're going to have a, a sequence that you follow in terms of what you do first, what you do second, and so on and so forth. Well, how you set up that sequence is its own podcast, or potentially series of podcast episodes, and that's not my intent here today. My intent today is to suggest that whatever order you are currently using in your exercise rotation, you should maintain that order for a significant period of time. So for example, if when you're training legs, if you do barbell squats and then maybe some lunges and then maybe some extensions and some curls, I would encourage you to maintain that same sequence from workout to workout for at least two, three, four months, if not longer. Now, if you get injured or whatever, then that's a different story. But assuming that you're healthy and assuming that you feel comfortable with these exercises, comfortable, of course, being a relative term, because sometimes we got to do things, you know, that aren't, that aren't super comfortable. But assuming that you're okay with, you know, the sequence, I suggest you maintain that sequence Indefinitely, And I kind of talked about this a little bit. If you go back and check out the Audit Your Strengths episode, I kind of talked about how this is my preferred method of training. It's something that I really enjoy. But today I wanted to kind of talk about the same thing, but I want to do it from a different angle. And I kind of want to explain myself and explain why I think you should consider this. And so if we take, if we start, you know, my explanation, or let's start my argument with the counter argument. The counter argument is, you know, you get in the gym, you do something different every time, you know, maybe you confuse the muscles, maybe you shock 
the system or you know whatever whatever verb you want to use to you know indicate some you know chaos and haphazardness as if those as if these are desirable traits which they may or may not be when it comes to training but you know muscle confusion shocking the system you know these may or may not have some redemptive qualities but assuming that you believe that they do have redemptive qualities that's okay let's let's assume that they do okay well that's one reason for kind of switching things up from workout a to workout b another reason might be you know just to keep things fun and keep things enjoyable and that's very real i mean you know we can argue all day long about muscle confusion and that kind of stuff but i think we can all agree that we want our workouts to be fun we want them to be invigorating we don't want them to be we don't want them to always feel like a chore that has to be completed i mean don't get me wrong man we all have days where you get in there and you're like all right like literally i would rather be anywhere else in the world right now the dmv the dentist I mean, you you name it, right? There is a very long list of places I would rather be than here. Of course, I still have days like that. I'm sure you have days like that. I mean, that's just part of the thing that simply cannot be avoided. But I think by and large, we would all agree that it's it's helpful if our workouts are enjoyable. Well, you know, going in and doing something different every time for a lot of people is very enjoyable. And I, I get that, man. I totally... I totally see that. Well, I want to encourage you to consider keeping the same structure, the same sequence of your workouts from one session to the next. And here's the reason why. And this is probably the primary reason why I do it myself. It's pretty clear in the evidence, in the science and the literature, and even if you just use common sense, It's pretty clear that the pathway to making progress in the gym, and by progress, I mean building muscle. Because, and I talked about this before when I talked about audit your strength, when I talked about toggling the variables, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, those are a couple other episodes. Definitely check those out if you missed them the first go around. But I kind of reminded us all that, hey, we are in the gym to build muscle. You know, we should not step into the gym to burn fat. We should step into the gym to burn muscle. Now, I'm burn muscle. We should step into the gym to build muscle. We don't want to step into anywhere to burn muscle. So we're not stepping into the gym to burn fat. We're stepping into the gym to build muscle. That's what I was looking for. Now, obviously, you know, the simple, the simple fact that we are active, that we are doing something, you know, whatever, that's obviously going to have some fat burning properties along with it, which is good. But that should not be our focal point, and I talked about that in the toggling the variables, so I'm not going to rehash that you know, here now. But the, the science, the evidence, the literature, common sense, just think about it, right? If I want to build more muscle, if I want to build new muscle tissue, I need to progressively overload my system. I basically, you know, to put that kind of in a, you know, English or layman's terms, I need to ask my body or force my body to do more work, right? I mean, the current state of my body is, you know, has adapted to whatever workload I've been feeding it. So if I, if I expect my body to grow, if I want to get bigger biceps or I want to get a bigger chest or I want to have more well-developed shoulders, 
well then, you know, I need to do more work in those areas. I need my system to perform more work. Now it's, you know, when you start getting down to like granular levels and more details and stuff, it's, you know, more nuanced than that. But that's pretty much painting with a pretty broad brush. That's going to cover, that's going to cover most of, you know, our approach to building muscle, just doing more work. Well, if my goal is to progressively overload, and if I keep the same sequence in my workout from, you know, leg workout A, you know, in week one to leg workout A in week two, then it can be very clear and easy to identify if I am indeed progressing. You know, if my barbell squats are always first when I'm fresh, then if I'm if I'm moving more weight on the barbell squat, then I can clearly show or I can be, you know, I can have the confidence that I'm getting stronger, that I'm doing more work, right? Now, this can, of course, you know, how you progressively overload can, it can happen a number of ways. I mean, you can do more weight on the bar, obviously. That's probably the, the first one that pops into your head. But you can do more sets, right? You can add sets to your workload. You can add, you know, high intensity techniques like drop sets, like rest pause, like cluster sets. You know, you can do all kinds of things like that. You could even, and this would not be my preferred method, but you can even reduce the rest period between sets. If you can reduce the rest period between sets and keep the same level of performance, then your workload just went up because you had your body do the same amount of work in less time. So the adaptive process from that is going to be a positive one. Now, I don't like that one because of the podcast I did about how long you should rest between sets. I think it's going to start to interfere with your performance at some level, if not, you know, very, very quickly. But those are different ways to progressively overload. But if I keep the same sequence, then I can very clearly identify in my workout log, you know, hey, I went up on the squat or hey, I went up on the lunge or hey, I went up on the extensions or the curls. If you're going in there every time and you're switching up the order, you know, if you're doing totally different exercises, then very clearly it's going to be hard for you to identify if you are, you know, progressively overloading or not. You might be. I'm not suggesting that just because you're switching things up, you're not progressively overloading. You you very well might be because you start bringing in, you know, the motor units have to adapt to a new movement and are you stimulating the muscle in a new way and attacking it from a different angle? Is that going to have some tissue building you know, mechanisms like, yeah, I think there's definitely something there. So I'm not saying that that stuff doesn't work. I'm just saying that I don't think it works as simply and as easily and definitely not as clearly because if you're using different exercises again, you know, obviously it's going to be hard to identify if you're progressively overloading. But even if you're using the same exercises, right, if I go in there on a leg day and I'm doing barbell squat, lunge, extension, curl, if I do them in that order, then I can clearly identify progressive overload or lack thereof. But if I lead off with my extensions one day because I want to pre-exhaust the muscle, which again is not a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing at all. But now all of a sudden, you know, my extensions, my strength on my extensions should go higher. But if I then move into squats, you know, it may be harder to actually apply the same amount of force to the bar. It may be harder to actually move the same amount of poundage or tonnage, you know, through my system. You know, now, you know, a counter argument to the counter argument now, you know, as if we aren't as if we weren't already inside the matrix. 
I mean, if you guys want to step inside the matrix, man, go back and check out that that podcast I did just a few podcasts ago where I talked about passive investors and knowing that they don't know versus not knowing that they don't know. And I straight up felt like I was just reenacting that scene from Dodgeball, which is just classic. If you guys have seen Dodgeball, you know what I'm talking about. But um, but anyway, the counter-argument to the counter-argument is kind of, you know, there's a guy by the name of John Meadows who's an IFBB pro bodybuilder. And this guy's really, really, really good. He's very smart. He's knowledgeable. He's experienced. Well, one of the ways that he trains and one of the ways that he trains his athletes is he will actually have them start with not necessarily a pre-exhaust movement, but he will have them start with something that's before their main movement. And then he will move them into their main movement. And he suggests that over time, you'll actually be able to move the same amount of weight, if not more weight, in that main movement, even though you've kind of warmed up or kind of already done some work in a previous movement. That's really interesting to me. Not so much from a work capacity standpoint, because you'd be hard-pressed to convince me that I can do more work doing something second relative to doing it first. So that just doesn't really make sense to me from a common sense standpoint. But it, I, it could be there. I could be missing something. But the, the the thing that does make sense to me that I'm very interested in maybe trying this out is I'm getting older now. I mean, I'm going to be 37 next weekend. And so longevity and joint health and all that kind of stuff is playing a bigger role in my thinking. And so I'm wondering now if, hey, maybe if I did do extensions first and squats second, you know, my joints might be more lubricated and all that kind of stuff, whatever. Now, I already warm up, you know, for a tremendous amount of time. But anyway, but I, I digress because that counter argument, that tangent was a little a little longer than I wanted to. I wanted it to be. But let's get back to the focal point here. I propose, John Meadows aside, muscle confusion aside, all that stuff. If you guys haven't done this before, give it a shot. Pick a split, pick a structure, and stick to it for the next four months, man. And I'm telling you right now, if you step into the gym every day and you're committed, you're dedicated, you are absolutely locked into making progress, you will see your numbers go up. You will see your ability to use more weight. You'll see your ability to do more sets. You'll see all these things increase. And if that's the case, then there is absolutely unequivocally no question that you are making progress. Definitely. And that's why I just love the cut and dry nature of what I'm proposing. In a in a, a space or a field that is very gray, man. I mean, I talked about this in the black and white photos yesterday. I mean, it's literally gray. But it's really gray. And a lot of times it's hard to break things down into black and white. And, I, you know, we can't even break this down into fully black and white. But I'm doing my best here today, man. I'm doing my best to simplify this process for you guys. And so that gives you something to think about hopefully today, you know. Now, take all this with a grain of salt. If you if you really just want to be fit, if you really just want to improve your overall health, if you really just want to you know, lose a lot of fat and gain some muscle, you can do all that with really any split. I mean, if you step into the gym and you are committed to challenging yourself, then honestly, the rest of it doesn't really matter as much in the gym. Right, the rep ranges, the splits, shock the muscle, don't shock the muscle, it doesn't really matter that much, you know, for you know, 80 to 90% of your results. And so if you're just looking for kind of overall fitness, then you're gonna be fine with whatever you do. The nutritional side of the puzzle 
is going to play a bigger role for you just like it does for me and for anyone else that's trying to compete at a pretty high level. But if you are trying to compete at a high level, like if you are trying to really optimize the process and really maximize the time that you do spend in the gym, what I just proposed over these previous you know, 11 minutes, three minutes of a tangent that may or may not be worth anything, 11 minutes of actual good, solid content, everything that I said before, it really applies to you guys. It really applies to you guys that are looking to squeeze out that extra 5, 10% where you're really, you know, you're you're maybe at a point in your career, maybe like I am, where you've been training for a long time, well over 10 years, you consider yourself to be, you know, high level intermediate or advanced, or it doesn't even matter. Just the gains are a lot slower. The gains are a lot more gradual. And so you need to be a lot more strategic with how you train. I think this might be a good strategy that you could consider. And so I hope you guys got something for this or something from this. Um, if you ever have something for the podcast, let me know, man. Hit me up on social media, J Schultz F3, you know, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. You can email me, J Schultz F3 at Gmail. Uh, you can hit me up on YouTube. The YouTube channel is really growing. Just surpassed 200 subscribers the other day, which, man, I'm really excited. Did a video about keto diets, keto di- ketogenic diet basics. So check that out. First video in a keto series that I'm doing, which I am very opinionated about, but I actually did a good job remaining relatively unbiased in that first video, so I was kind of proud of myself. Now, in the second video, I'm going to take the gloves off a little bit and kind of let you guys know how I think, but I'll save that for the second video, which is coming out next Tuesday, so definitely mosey on over to the YouTube channel and subscribe so that you will see when that is released, but... I hope you guys got something from this, man. Have a great weekend. I'll have a new podcast ready for you guys on Monday. I think I'm settling into a Monday, Wednesday, Friday routine with the podcast. I think that makes sense for me. And so I will see you guys next time. Hey, guys. You're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am so humbled by your time and your attention. Man, it would mean the world to me if right now, if you texted one of your friends with a link to this podcast and you were just like, hey, check this guy out, give this guy a listen, you know, I think fitness, finance, faith, you know, it might help you out. Help me spread the message, help me spread the word. Man, it would be phenomenal.